Hello and welcome to Eden Exchanges, the franchise business journey podcast by Eden Exchange. Today we spoke to Anne Richardson, director of the Old McDonald's Travelling Farm franchise. Anne has been in the business for 30 years and shares with us her stories about the business, raising a family in the business, the joys and fun times of working with animals, and what makes working with animals such a wonderful experience. If you've ever had the dream of working with animals, have a listen and rediscover your love of animals and the dream of being your own boss. Welcome everyone, my name is Raghu, I'm here with Ellen Rogers and we're from the Eden Exchange team. Hello everyone. Today we're joined by Anne Richardson, who's the director of Old McDonald's Travelling Farms. Thanks a lot for joining us today, Anne. Hello. Look, for everyone listening, look, it's great to have you on your board and for everyone listening, can you explain, look, what Old McDonald's Travelling Farm is, how it works and the story about how the business came about? Old McDonald's Travelling Farms is an agricultural hands-on resource, which we take to schools to educate both children and adults about animals and food production. In 1989, we approached the QIDC, which is the Queensland Industry Development Corporation, to finance us with a proposition we had to take an interactive program of live animals with written resources for teachers into the education field. Within a three-month period, we had designed our equipment, written resources, obtained animals, and commenced operation as Queensland Mobile Farms. That was the start of our business. And uh, can can we ask what is your current role in the business and how you came to be a part of the franchise? I came into it with my husband. We saw a need for us to give to the public something that would be would be animal friendly and that uh, would allow children to have the opportunity to be interactive with animals. We, my husband comes from a farming background. I didn't. I came from a city background to a farming background. Quite a shock at the system. And I had to learn all about farming, but I was like him. I wanted to educate children. My road developed with our need to franchise, which was in 1991, in order to fulfill the ever-increasing workload we were experiencing. This is when we became Old McDonald's Travelling Farms. Currently, my role includes recruiting suitable franchisees, sounds bad when you say suitable, training them in administration, which covers database bookings and marketing. Once they're up and running, I oversee a a 24-7 support program. Excellent. And what is it about the business that excites you the most? Is it a love of animals or is it a love of community? Yeah, that's a very interesting one. My husband and my younger son are so animal orientated that it's incredible. My other two children love animals, but not in the same way. I have to say that I had no contact with animals until I got married. And no, not cats, dogs or anything. I was thrown in the deep end to live in the country, having come from London. I don't know if the word excites me is the right word for how I feel. 
but I do find the whole concept still provides a meaningful challenge for me from recruiting, seeing the excitement a franchise has starting their own business, helping them achieve their dreams, just making it work for them. I still enjoy reading comments from the public to franchisees on Facebook. When I see such positive comments on a regular basis, I feel we've done our job in helping them. Hmm. So the business has been around for the past 30 years. What has that been like for you? And have you had any notable moments with the franchises? Any moments that challenged you as a new business owner? When we put our concept out in the beginning, we were inundated. The council would say, come to our park uh, and set up for the afternoon. Well, it, it was in our early days, we didn't know all the ropes. And we used to say, you can come in free and we have feed for you. But everybody wanted feed and they didn't understand you can't overfeed your animals. And we didn't understand properly in the beginning. So we had a lot of lessons to learn. We actually were told in the very beginning by somebody who tried to copy us. They rang us up and their father was a professor in the university, Queensland University, in marketing. And he rang me up and told me I had a business that could not be franchised. I sort of said, oh, why not? And they said, it's not a business to franchise. It's a service. And you can't franchise a service. Well, I have to say, he probably would eat his words now. I'm sure that when we started, we had no idea we would still be spruiking old McDonald's farms. Our challenge commenced with not only financing an entirely new concept with interest at 23%, but coping with the unexpected response for bookings. My mother, who was in her 70s, helped us initially in manning the phones. She rang me one day at work to ask what animals we would be taking to an event that we had booked. My answer was, just list them all. Ducks, chickens, lambs, kids, calf, piglets. We'll have them all by next week. (laughs) (laughs) Do you find that travelling farms over the years is more seasonal or do you find it's location sensitive? Or do you think the business is booming all year round? We find our business basically booms the whole year round. The way that we've designed the floats means that we're able to visit locations at all times of the year. We acknowledge that um, each state usually has one month where either the heat or cold can be an issue. But basically, we never are without work. In fact, this last week, I I dread to know how many jobs we did because it was Echo Week and everybody wants us at nursing homes. And on top of that, we've been supplying farms for the relief. But to give you an example of how our franchisees work, in New South Wales floods last year, our franchisee only had to cancel one day of bookings. And even that one, she managed to get to two days of the event. She found ways to get to every event driving east to west of northern New South Wales, over the hills, missing flood areas, to make sure that her customers were not disappointed. That, to me, is what's called going the extra mile. 
And, and you've been invited to some exciting events over the years, such as the Royal Sydney Show, and it's made a significant impact on the business. I mean, do you find that support from certain industries and organisations helps in any way? And are there any interesting or famous people you've met over the years? The Royal Sydney Show gave us exposure to the public in New South Wales mainly because we introduced a hands-on concept to their animal nursery for the first time. The opening of the show at Homebush saw 10,000 people actually go through the animal nursery pavilion each hour. This required on our part time and motion to make it work. Places such as Movie World, where they hold corporate evenings, we were hired to be part of a bazaar, requiring us to dress the part, including wearing a fez, with the idea that animals would run freely among the guests. The animals would go in and be running loose in among the tables and everything. The very first time we went, the chef met us and he said, oh, we're having the animals. We're so excited. And he was going on and my husband looked around and said, I think we've got a problem. And he said, why? He said, well, look at all those beautiful fruits you've got and that all down around the bottom of your, you know, little units where you've got food. If we let the little piglets out, there won't be any fruit left. Oh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And Terry said, oh, but, you know, it, what are you going to do? You know, I'm worried about it. Well, he said, no, let them out. Well, we let them out. And if you could have seen what happened, it was hilarious because the pigs went straight in and they were flipping things left, right and centre and everybody was in stitches and, and we couldn't stop them because once they get going, they get going. And the goats were looking up on top of the tables trying to see if there was anything they could get and we had straw in the middle and the little goats were jumping up and down all over it. Oh, it was hilarious. But another, another night at the same place we went and they were doing a Robin Hood theme and through the dining halls they had smoked it and it was all draped. And everybody was sat at the tables. Well, when we went to go home, we'd lost a little black lamb. And we said, Where, where's, your little, where's our lamb? And we searched high and low. And we were getting, where's our baby lamb? He's only a few days old and we're worried about him. And asking everybody, anybody seen them? My husband crawled under the table and there was this lady right at the end. She'd got him sat on her knee with a cardigan over him so we wouldn't see him. I think she thought she was taking him home. Yes. <laughs> we did get asked to come back again on many occasions. You ask about celebrities. A number have used us over the years as part of their show, even sometimes to exhibit a particular animal because we have it. And yes, the exposure is good for both of us, both for them and for us. And we've had a number of people like Dr. Harry who have used us. You know, it, it's a popular thing. It's different. People can't get enough of it. And we're happy. I mean, if we're bringing memories to people, that's what we're about. Okay, so there is a significant nostalgia in travelling farms. And I remember when I was little, there was a travelling farm that arrived at my kindy and I have some very fond memories of it. Do you find that exposure to baby farm animals offers a benefit other than entertainment? And is there any psychological benefits that we might not know about? It has been proven that animals do have a calming benefit on all ages. We've seen significant nostalgia with the elderly, many who had animals in their backyards when they were children. 
One old gentleman I remember came actually broke down in tears when he was brought into the farm. He only went to have his lunch when we promised him that he could come back afterwards. Another incident that stands out, I think, for both my husband and I was at a special care unit when they brought in a young lad on a stretcher and placed him in the middle of the pen on the ground. Kids and lambs were jumping over him and there was no response. They placed a baby rabbit next to his hand on the stretcher. Next minute there was a shriek from his carer and we wondered what had happened as they saw his, him move his finger to feel the rabbit, the first response that they had had in six weeks. We are constantly being told by people of their experiences with animals when they were young, mostly good, and they bring their children to our farm whenever they can so that their children get the same opportunities to mingle with our babies and young animals. Yes, I do feel animals are a benefit to our children and our older people. Sure, and, and we have noticed that there aren't as many family pets anymore. In our lifetime, I think it comes down to about one in about 30 families have a pet or have grown up with animals. I mean, do you find that growing up with animals is an important factor in our development? And, and also, that's one of the, the boosters also for um, Old McDonald's Farms as well, that, that need for animal connection. I agree with you. It appears that unless people live on acreage, families don't seem to own an animal. Maybe this is due to living in flats, renting, small houses, or even both parents working. It's hard to look after an animal in those situations. Animals do help children develop skills such as nurturing, understanding, and consideration of someone other than themselves. It helps them become a more rounded individual. We know it can also help them in times of trauma, like breakups of families or a death in a family. So, yes, I think growing up with animals is an important factor, but if they can't do that, I hope that we, by being there or having our animals, help fill this gap. Mm. Animals, in many ways, are like children, and they need a lot of care and commitment and round-the-clock attention. Does a potential franchisee require any prerequisite qualifications or experiences before becoming a franchisee? You are correct in when you say animals are like children mm-hmm. and require the same consideration and respect. Love and cuddles are a high priority. Prospective franchisees need to display tolerance, understanding and empathy, both with the animals and the public. We find that with many children, not having pets. We have to teach them how to consider, approach and handle an animal. In some cultures, we're very multicultural now, they never have animals as pets, which means even the smallest of our pets can be scary to a child. I often tell parents, particularly dads, who don't like their child screaming when an animal goes near them, who become bothered by their child's reaction that to a child, our young goats appear like an elephant would to us. I had a daughter who was always frightened of chickens because they flapped when she's a young and she's a teacher. But when we go to schools, there's always the odd one who will stand outside. We don't put pressure them to come in. We talk to them. Sometimes we take a little lamb out to them. Sometimes we might take a chicken out and sit outside with them. 
until they get to feel comfortable. And usually before we finish, they come in just, you know, attentively pat. They're not too sure, but it's the first time that they've probably been near animals for a long while. It is a challenge to help a child overcome their fear, but it's lovely to see. Okay. As a travelling franchisee, what expenses are occurred and what health checks and regulations can a new franchisee expect? Overhead's a determining factor in any franchise. Our training program prepares our franchisees on how to control his overheads, how to care for the animals, how to market his product, and we include what regulations and health requirements are in place in each state. Regarding expenditure, Feed, fuel, franchise fee and insurances are considered the main items. However, we must remember control of the end product fee is in the hands of a franchisee. And in your experience, Anne, what personality works best with this type of business? And what skill sets are most beneficial? Do you find that those who have grown up with or around animals perform better as franchisees? I don't think there's any particular type or personality that one could say we look for. Our franchisees need to be able to relate to the public. We require tolerance, the ability to listen and learn, honesty, and of course, the clean driving license. Previous type of occupation is irrelevant to a great degree. The personality is more important with the love of animal and people. Sometimes, unfortunately, attitudes that have been learnt as a child are not easily unlearnt. For example, inappropriate handling of animals. Uh, thanks, Anne. So what advice do you have for anyone looking to own a travelling farm franchise for the first time? Old McDonald's Travelling Farms is a lovely franchise. Where do you have happy faces around you all day? To many children, you are Old McDonald Farmer or Mrs McDonald. And as they grow up and they have children of their own, they bring them to visit you and they expect you to remember them. If you're looking for that alternative lifestyle and love animals, it's a great franchise for you and your family. Franchises tell us how many aspects of life their children have learnt through looking after the animals and being part of old McDonald's farms. We would say that most important is that all members of the family need to be on board. When everyone is excited, old McDonald's farms flourishes. Look, thanks, Anne. Look, what's the process of reaching out to you if someone's interested in being an old McDonald's travelling farm franchisee? And, and what are your next steps in getting the right person on board? Mostly people go to our website, oldmcdonalds.com.au, and on it we have in the franchising section an application form. There's no obligation, but it gives me the opportunity to contact them and talk to them about what the business is about and what they are looking for. Sometimes people are unrealistic. Sometimes we're not the franchise for them. And usually I'm lucky I have the ability when talking to people to talk about all sorts of things. And out of it, I get feedback that I need to let me know whether they're going to be anywhere able to cope with our franchise. Most people that come to us have something that says to me they're going to make it. And they don't have all the skills, 
Our role is to see that we give them the skills, and that's our training program. It trains them from, you know, from the the silliest thing to feeding a baby to, you know, to the elaborate thing of keeping their accounts, which nobody wants to do. We do everything, showing them how to do it and make sure that they get the best out of their business. And most of them respond extremely well. Some need a second go over things. That's okay. That's what we're here for, to make sure that they are taught everything. It's been a lovely time talking with you today, Anne. We've we've learned quite a bit about the Travelling Farm franchise industry and we hope to talk again and follow your progress with the business. We understand that pretty soon you're hoping to move back into the New South Wales market. Is that correct? Yes, we are hoping. We're doing some advertising with that in aim. We'd like one in the Newcastle area. We'd like one down in Sydney South. We did have one in Sydney South for 10 years. It was a fantastic franchisee. He won awards for his lectures and his ability to teachers and children at schools. I think he won it about five times. He unfortunately had some ill health. I'm hoping now that we will be back in New South Wales. We used to, I mean, to this day, I still get phone calls from people in the area that he was in asking us. Are you going to be, can we have you for our event? Can you come to our ag show? It's quite incredible. I mean, it's it's a good 10 years since he was with us, or maybe even 15, and still we're getting requests. Yeah, fantastic. So it sounds like you already have market demand in New South Wales and you need a franchisee to, to fill oh, that spot. We, we are constantly being asked. Sometimes our franchisee who goes and does the northern part of New South Wales Sometimes she'll go down into the area below because people request. But she comes from a long way away. She's up here in a a good hour to the coast to start with in Queensland. So by the time she goes down to Newcastle, it's a long way down. So if there's anybody out there who would like to be an old McDonald's farmer, we'd love to hear from you. No obligation. Just fill in an application form. Or give me a call. The number's oh, 0428-777-051. We'd love to hear from you. Fantastic. Well, thanks a lot for that. And, and we do encourage anyone interested to head towards the old McDonald's Travelling Farm website, put in an application, or even get in touch with Anne directly to start your journey with the company. Alternatively, we'll have a, a contact us option next to the podcast. So please put your name down and and the team will be in touch with you very soon uh, to commence uh, your process and to get the journey going with all McDonald's travelling farms. So, Anne, it's been fantastic having you on today, and, and we'd love to have you on soon for an update uh, on how you, you're going with your, your expansion and your new franchisee recruitment. I would love to talk to you. I'm sure I'm going to get lots of people. <laughs> oh, no, it would be lovely. Thanks, Anne. Thank okay. you. Thank you. Bye. Eden Exchanges was brought to you by the team at Eden Exchange. In this episode, we spoke to Director Anne Richardson of Old McDonald's Travelling Farm Franchises. For more information on the franchise or any other episodes by Eden Exchanges, head to our networking website, businessbuyinvest.com. You can also subscribe to this series on iTunes or Stitches if you're using Android. Find us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter and Instagram for recent info on the buying, selling and investing world. 
Thanks for listening.